Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Gamer Heroes podcast, episode number five. I'm your host, John. I've got my man, Derek. Yo, what's up, guys? David is typing up a storm. I'm not and, typing up a storm. And David. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um. So, guys, let's let's talk a little bit right here. What did we What did we discuss in episode four? Well, we Recap. talked Resident Evil Seven and mobile gaming. It was a good topic. It was a great time. But what are we talking about today? Because that's all that matters. We're living the now. Uh, do we? I mean, I, w- I want people to listen to our old episodes. Come on, man. No, no, man. We're we're all about modern. Speaking of modern, what kind of modern things are we talking about today? <laughs> uh, handheld gaming. I can only I can only hand feed you guys for so long. <laughs> no, it's it's fine, dude. I, I we're talking modern handheld gaming, right? That's right. That's right. Um. Yes, before we even start into modern handheld gaming, let's talk about today's news because the news is today and it's modern. So what do we got going on, my main man, David? What's up? Uh, Castlevania, getting a Netflix series is uh, what I just heard that just came to me. I didn't read it off of anything. <laughs> okay. It just came to you, the Netflix. It just came to me. Vibe. He woke the up, Castlevania. Yeah. So news just so Castlevania is getting a Netflix series. Yes, okay. it does. What other details you got about that? Um, well, not a whole lot of details. Just that we know that it's going to be a Netflix series, which means it should probably be amazing. <laughs> um, maybe not as amazing as if it was on the CW. I'm, you know, I'm a CW guy personally. I love the CW. I think it would be great if they did a, a Castlevania series. That's um. humor. That's humor. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, there, there's that, and uh, I think it'll, I think it'll be pretty cool. I'm not sure if it's going to be animated or live action. I hope it'll be animated. Animated I is what they're slating cool. for. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Um, I'm, I'm personally excited because Netflix, as you know, is is kind of more liberal, and they let the artists and the developers or uh, creators just really, really do what they want to do and be creative with the show without having the strings attached. Um, that kind of reminds me of Stranger Things. You know, they pitched that to 30 different networks before um, Netflix picked it up because, you know, they have the creative freedom and those those other show those other networks tried to uh, steer the show in weird directions and and tell them what to do. So to see this show even be created in the 80s era that it should be is is going to be really cool. Um, it looks like they're trying to compete with Game of Thrones. That's at least what they said. They want well, to I hope not. Well, they, they said they want to be the next Game of Thrones. Well, here's the thing. I think too many places or too many companies get lost in trying to be the next of X, which instead of that, they just need to focus on 
uh, you know, the things that make them different and good. And I think that that'll actually, you know, improve it. If they're too worried about trying to be, you know, as deep as Game of Thrones is, and Game of Thrones had plenty of flaws, um, then I don't know that it's uh, it's going to work out as well. I think they just need to focus on being Castlevania, personally. Well, the, the, the thing that I remember the most is Castlevania was R-rated as fuck. And I hope they really stick to that. I hope they go all out, be gory, do some crazy shit. I want to see some goblins tear some people up. I want to see some crazy stuff. So I think with an animated series, you're going to be able to do that because the, it's a little more budget-friendly. And on top of that, I mean, you can really just put out – you can put the prettiest picture – I mean, you can paint the prettiest picture, I, I should say, for, for a show like that in, in animated. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing. I'd love for it to be an anime style, but I also worry if it is an anime style that it'll probably get lost in all the other vampire anime style shows that are out there. So maybe maybe that should be something they hold back on and they just kind of do their own artistic approach to it. Well, I don't know. I mean, Voltron's been very successful for Netflix. Um, so I think that, that that style of animation isn't really an issue, but it'd be a huge bu budget saver to go that route. Doing live action like Game of Thrones is very expensive. Well, we know, as we know from the other Netflix shows, <laughs> budget's not really a problem. They, they, they blow it out of the water. The Crown, I don't know if you guys watched it on Netflix. Um, it's a Nef Netflix original, follows Queen Elizabeth. It is one of the most expensive shows ever made because of the costumes, the sets. They shot on live on set in Africa, in different parts of the country actually in the um what what is her oh gosh i'm drawing a blank here what is the castle or the place that she stays in buckingham palace thank you so they actually shot in buckingham <laughs> you're palace. welcome um so i'm just saying budget's probably not an issue but i think for the creative um i guess the 80s vibe you gotta you gotta go animated i feel that's the way to go um I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What, what makes you think it's gonna be a? What makes you think it's gonna be an '80s vibe? Just because the franchise was created in the '80s? Absolutely. I think it. It only makes sense to go that route. Um, Stranger Things kind of hit a niche market by going that route. Yeah, I mean that. It, that's that's fair. But I mean, it's the the franchise was created in '86, but they've come out with games every year, every other year. You know, for the last almost you know the last 30 years. I mean, we, we had games as recently as 2015, 2014. So I'm not sure it needs to be an 80s style, whereas you know, Stranger Things kind of depends on it. I guess I'm saying oh. I hope it's an 80s style. You hope it's an 80s style. Fair enough. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I don't have any problem with that. I think an 80s style would be cool. I was just curious why you thought they might go that route. Oh, yeah. I, I just felt like the, the Stranger Things hit that no, that market niche. And let's be honest, most of the people that played this game in the prime were 90s and 80s kids, um, or adults, but I feel like if you really want to appeal to them, that's kind of why, like, that's kind of why I feel like it should be that way, is because you really want to appeal to them, you want them to be set back in this retro game, you want them to feel the retro vibe, you gotta go all the way with it. Um, I feel like Voltron, yeah. as you mentioned earlier... It still had a lot of elements of the old old cartoon, just updated, um, and that I think that was part of its charm. That's fair. No, I think that's definitely fair. Voltron definitely looks like Voltron. There's no question about it. The graphics Absolutely. are better, um, but it's still stylistically very similar. 
So definitely, definitely. Um, I'm gonna switch gears here, guys. I'm gonna go to six gear here. What do, what do we got going on with Nintendo today? Or at um, least this week. Nothing super exciting. So we missed last week. So there's been a you know a two week span since we talked what? last. Um, Those assholes. Why would we do that? <laughs> that was us. That was our decision. You know, but uh, so a couple things happened. First off, the Wii U has officially ended production. Um, <laughs> you beat me so much better at it too. There's uh, still one more. Uh, first party title, which is of course Zelda Breath of the Wild, that's going to be released for the Wii U, and then that's it as far as first party titles are concerned. I'm sure we'll still see a few things here and there from other other developers, but the Sad Wii U Panda. is officially uh, done from that standpoint, production-wise. Um, still plans to be supported for a while, so those who have it, like me, are not going to be left in the dark or anything like that, and uh, it is unique enough that most of those games are not going to be seen on the Switch at least anytime soon. So, don't just go and, and toss the Wii out the wi- Wii U out the window. It's still a unique what? console. You're not it's really not gonna. As good as what it's, it's what it's meant for, right? Isn't it? Yeah, that's that's what I do with all my old consoles. <laughs> I literally just open up a window and throw them out. You know, you know that oh, Mr. Mr. Lady. I think I killed her. <laughs> yeah, to, e- to each his own. You know, do what you got to do. Uh, I'm gonna hold on to my Wii U for for now at least. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm. You know. He's gonna hold on to his Wii. You. Um, wow, that was really bad. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, the 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 other big thing is just you know more Nintendo Switch stuff. Um, they released a new infographic of the Joy Cons in intense detail. We're actually gonna be posting that on Instagram, so check that out at Heroes Podcasts. Um, and it's it's really quite detailed. Um, they've said that it's it's a stripped down console. It is a gaming console, so there is no web browser, which for some reason pisses off a lot of people um i don't know about it's you guys gimmicky, but... man. it's gimmicky yeah, yeah. who actually Who's does the that? web <laughs> yeah when you have a perfectly fine phone in your hand <laughs> well now that they've got youtube as a like an app on most of these consoles i don't feel that i necessarily need to you know hit up the old www on my on my playstation but i mean it was kind of nice you know if you wanted to be able to look at things on the screen i think it was probably not a huge feature that was really worth doing you just so. wanted to look at naked pictures we know you don't have to you don't have to sugarcoat it i've got a computer for that um <laughs> but, but that, that's kind of my thought is people are upset that this is a stripped down console so that they don't have plans at least at, at launch for things like netflix and, and hulu um but i don't know i don't know about you guys i have devices for that i've got Absolutely. a kindle fire tv and a chromecast and an xbox one and a ps4 and you know, the TVs have those apps now built in too. Does the Switch need that? No, I think people are just trying to find something to complain about because it's it's so different. It's our it has it has already so many features that are so unique and different that people. I think I really I, I know it's bad, but I really think there are some saboteurs saboteurs out there that are trying to just. Oh, this is a problem. They also don't even have an online. They don't have. They won't have anything set up for online either at large. So, I mean, if you're going to complain about Netflix, you should be complaining about the whole online setup. Well, I mean, we don't really know what the Nintendo Online is going to really be like, um, especially at launch. You know, it, it comes with literally zero pre-installed software, so no apps, no demos of games. 
um, it is going to be a clean slate that you get to just set up what you want to set up. For all we know, on launch, there may not be a, any of that online content available. I honestly worry about that. I worry that people are so used to getting a prepackaged bloatware console, if you will, um, <laughs> that they're going to get this and they're going to well, they're going to think, "Wow, this is really unpolished and unfinished," and got rushed out. And then people are going to talk smack about it, and it's going to impact things. I think. I, I mean, I get where people are coming from. These are consoles. These are not meant to be, you know, browsers and all that other stuff. But if that's what people have come to expect then there needs to be a little bit of, of, you know, at least looking after what people are going to want to have. You know, you're going to have to at least, even if you think, oh, we're, we're a game provider, we're not a browser provider, this is not used for that. You may be, but that's kind of what everybody else is doing right now, too. So if you want to compete, you have to show that you've got all the features and all the extra, you know, glam. And, and they don't necessarily have to have that you know, have all of it, but they need to at least show that it's not just going to be, here's a blank thing, put a cartridge in it, and have fun. I, I disagree with the, you, man. PlayStation was like that, though? I mean, Yeah, I was just about to say that. The PS4 only came with basic things that were all PlayStation related, and then everything else is showcased, but you have to go download it. It's really just so, the Xbox One, which Microsoft positioned as an entertainment console because, I mean... You know, I, I run my DVR through my Xbox. Uh, you know, it's it's design. I use my Xbox more for entertainment uh, media than I do for video games. Which... Right, but are they are they saying these things are going to be able to be downloaded like apps, or that it's just not going to be available at all? So that's the question. Mark. We don't know. Yeah, that's the question mark. Um, they've made it sound like things like Netflix and Hulu um, are not going to be considered right now they might be down the road but right now that's not their focus their focus is pure gaming um, mm. and maybe that will be a detriment maybe people will, will will say well i don't want a switch and a roku right um mm. because you know i've been in the streaming world for quite some time i already have those devices anything i buy now is just in addition to those right but not everybody's in that position some people have never been on the streaming game or they're new to it or they're swapping out um their you know their Wii or Wii U for a Switch and so they need those things. Mm -hmm. That will that will kind of have to wait to be seen. Yeah. That's a really good point, man. That's a really good point. <clears throat> if you're switching if you're switching switch um <laughs> <laughs> if you're switching consoles, yeah, having those features are are nice and probably necessary but like you had mentioned there are so many other devices that we own on a day-to-day -day basis that is able to you know download netflix and uh play stream you know stream music and movies so i, I think starting out with the clean slate is probably not a bad idea it, we will probably we know nintendo has the capability of creating those apps because they did on the wii and the wii is probably the dumbest system to even play netflix on I don't know if you've ever tried mm. it. The My interface is quite weak. The interface is quite weak. Yeah. Um, it's it's old though. I mean, you have to keep in mind it's it's basically 10-year-old technology. Yeah, and it's still and it and they were still able to create an app for that. Like I feel with something that has the latest technology, it's probably easier. So, it, it it's probably something down the road to be looking at. Um to be looking for, I should say. It, it, it's going to happen. I just don't think they want to do it immediately. 
Like I said, their online setup won't even be ready. They're still working on it at, at release. Right, which is why it will be free um, for at least several months. Uh, they're not going to start charging for it until the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's – I mean it, that's great. I, I appreciate that. That's, a long, that's the longest trial I've, I've ever seen on an online gaming. Um, the question is how well will that online – that free – whatever they have set up so far, how well will that function? Yeah. So a lot of functions are actually going to be features, I say, not functions. Features are going to be omitted until the holiday season when you actually are paying for it. So my, my main concern is the uh, eShop and the downloadable games. Those yeah, virtual games. console is huge. Yes. Those um, are my main concerns. But you know what, guys? We can talk about Nintendo all day. <laughs> I want to talk about something else. All right, so real quick, the last piece of news I wanted to mention was that for those who are interested, South Park, the fractured butthole, uh, <laughs> is delayed yet again. Again? Which is really bad news at this point. Uh, this game has been delayed. You know, it was supposed to come out, and I believe it was like August or September of 2016. Yes. It was now supposed to be released at the end of March 2017. And now the date is sometime in their 2017 fiscal year, which is not a calendar year for those who are, are not aware. It starts in April, um, which means that technically this game could come out in 2018. Oh, God, it sounds like a Duke Nukem Forever fiasco. Please, God, say no. I mean, as somebody who's played Stick of Truth and loves Stick of Truth, I was really looking forward to this, and the only reason I haven't pre-ordered it was because of the original delay, and I feel kind of justified now, vindicated, if you will, because it ha it's been delayed again. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, that's not looking very good for that game. Thankfully, it's not like hardcore mechanics. It's not an in intricate game setup. So, so the <laughs> so then what's the delay, right? What's holding it back? I can only imagine it has something to do with. Um, there's probably developers handing off licenses, et cetera, et cetera. I, I have no idea, honestly. Like, like all I can say is, what happened with Duke Nukem Forever? It was developed in 2008, right? It got sold, the company went under, and then other people picked it up, and other people dropped it, and, and it just it, it got passed around. I I, I want to say that that's happening here, but no, it's it's all been uh, is it was it Ubisoft who owns? Yeah, you know, but um, I, I imagine it's got to be some development problem. Maybe they're running into a technical issue, or people are not receiving the story well. Um, because I gotta think at this point they're you know less than two months from their release date, you know six seven weeks from their release date, and they're delaying it with a no year. date in mind. Like almost uh, a year, yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't know. I mean, it could come out in April. It could come out in May. Um, they they don't know. They just said 2017 fiscal year, which starts in April, and goes until March of next year. So, will it be March next year? I doubt it, but it could be June or July. So. Yeah, that's very that's that's unfortunate, honestly. Um, you would like you said, you would think at this point <laughs> they would have their get their act together a month before the projected release date. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's so. that, that that's that's unfortunate. Someone died. Tell me about that. Um, it's a little bit old news now, uh, but still worth noting. Uh, Nakamura, uh, the co the founder of Nameco, 
back in 1955. Uh, he passed away, um, and uh, he was 91. So this is something that's you know still very sad, of course, mm. but uh, not super shocking to to people who are familiar with who he is. But most well known for the man is the father of Pac-Man. Well, which... I was going to say the movie Pixels. <laughs> No. <laughs> Did you guys see that movie? It was terrible. Uh, no. It was terrible. He is the father of Pac-Man, which to this day holds the Guinness Book World Record as the most successful coin-operated game of all time, which, you know, arcade games used to take coins. Nowadays, you get free wristbands to play them and things like that, but Pac-Man was it. That was the most popular game, you know. Um, the tabletop Pac-Man is still one of the most sought-after arcade uh arcade games out there um you know maybe you know tron might be up there too but this is like the big holy grail so you know it's it's a big deal and he's been a cornerstone of the video game world since 1955 um so it's, it's sad to see him go but 91's pretty good i i you know i'd be happy to make it that long yeah that's that's it's, it's unfortunate but you're right i mean he hasn't made has he really made much in his later years. Are you familiar? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what he personally had his hand in. To right. be honest with you, so I can't speak to it. I, I feel like but, he was—he hit his plateau with that, right? <laughs> he was like, "Pac-Man's I mean, it, man." No, he—he he did a lot, uh, you know, prior to the 2000s, um, you know, and uh, maybe when he reached 80, you know, he slowed things down, but. You know, he had a very close relationship with Nintendo, and uh, they even you know tweeted about it and things like that. So he he had a pretty long and impressive career. That's for sure. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Wow. That was that was a very nice tribute and very true. Um, All right. Well, you guys want to just uh, <laughs> let's just yeah let's segue. <laughs> j- jump into our main topic for the week as we're like twenty minutes in. Go for it, man. Kick us All off. Right. So last week we talked mobile gaming, which is smartphones and tablet gaming, things like Candy Crush and Pokemon Go and Clash of Clans, you know, that type of stuff. Um, If you're curious what we really love to play, go to heroespodcast.com and we have an article there that shows each of our top five favorite mobile games. Some are free, some are free to play, some are premium. Clash of Clans, you... What? (laughs) I said Clash of Clans. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that was on your, not on my list. Not on my well, list. it was fun, okay? You just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but this week we're talking handheld gaming, which is different. Um, who who wants to t- take that? Why is it different from mobile gaming? My man David, get on it. Well, I I think it's kind of um, kind of evident, you know, with the the. Mobile gaming, you're not really looking at cartridges. You're not looking at uh, a wide assortment of games from from big name people. I mean, you've got a lot of uh, you know kind of indie companies going out there do a lot of the mobile gaming stuff. Handheld gaming is where you're going to get into all your your classics that have been turned uh, into a, a way to play them on the go. So you know your Mario's, your Zelda's, your your things like that. Um, I think that that's probably the the biggest difference. I mean, both you could technically play on the go. They're both mobile. Um, but when it comes down to it, you're really looking at 
Um, you know, what sort of titles you could expect, what sort of extra features you could expect. The complexity of the game is usually going to be a little bit better on uh, on something that's an actual handheld held game because uh, the device itself could be uh, made and engineered specifically for gaming as opposed to also being a cell phone. They really have a, a limited scope of what they can, can kind of let you do, uh, though they're getting pretty inventive with it. So that's uh, the main difference between them. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. I mean, it's the difference between a dedicated gaming console to play games on versus a phone, tablet, mobile computer, essentially, that also has some games. Right, right. Yep, totally. You know, uh, the other thing I would point out is that mobile games tend to, there's always exceptions, right? But they tend to require touchscreen controls or motion controls, whereas handheld games uh, tend to still be physical controller based right right so that, would, that would be another distinction i would make what's your guys's favorite line from those consoles you guys mentioned a lot of things the ds the dsi the 3ds the new ds and the 2ds <laughs> <laughs> well you- i mean you know it's basically there's there's two there's two flavors you've got nintendo and you've Chocolate got and vanilla those are the only nintendo. two flavors man that's it that's all you get <laughs> you know, sony's got their psp ps vita what have you uh and then nintendo has their ds and 3ds line um those those are your two choices and that's pretty much it with very few you know small player exceptions um as people know i'm I'm a nintendo guy so i've had uh i have had a dsi a 3ds 3ds xl and now a new 3ds so that's that's me i'm the nintendo guy here what about you guys yeah, I'm a. I got a new 3ds. Granted, now this is uh, really kind of one of the first handhelds I've had since you know the old Game Boys back Game in the day. Advanced. Yep. But uh, you know, for me, I like I like Nintendo stuff a lot more. Um, I think Sony. You know, I think that the the Sony handhelds were an awesome attempt. I think that Sony has a lot of good things going. I don't think they probably picked up as much as they should, and they're probably a little under underappreciated for what their capabilities are, but for me, you know, if I'm going to pick up something to go, I like it kind of light. I don't like it to be super involved, so I like being able to do my my Marios and my, you know, my Zeldas and stuff like that with me in, in my handheld. I feel like it uh, is the way to go. So I'm Nintendo as well, and I know that um, they've got the new... So it's a 2DS, but it doesn't fold in half, so it doesn't doesn't, doesn't go compact like the others. Um, but it's a 2DS, and it, it plays all the 3DS games without any of the, the 3D graphics. But it's also like 80 bucks, so it's a lot more affordable to get your hands on for somebody that wants to get one. I know my fiancé really wants one. so um, I actually bought one, David. I, I oh, like nice. it a lot, man. I use it a lot. Um, it's, it's actually – I find it very durable. I mean, I've mm-hmm. thrown this in bags. I've I've thrown that bag around. I mean, it's it's actually quite durable. And although the screen's a little bit smaller, that's a little frustrating. It's a very affordable way to get your hands on it, like you said. Um, I, I I personally like it. The, the The ergonomics of the actual shape of it is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but the, I just wanted to say I I got that 2ds, and that kind of got me hooked. Yeah, no, and I, I, and you know, I agree. I think that right now, and this is just my my personal opinion. I think two hundred bucks for a new 3ds XL is pretty pricey. That's what I've got. I think it's still pretty pricey. I think that's a price point that uh, should be lowered. 
Um, but it's not, and I think that being able to get, you know, for 80 bucks something that you can still play all those games on and just kind of have to sacrifice the 3D aspect of it, that's not bad, especially for people who kind of get sick. I don't know if you've played the, the 3DS, but if you don't catch it at the right angle, sometimes it can, can do a trick with your eyes and make you a little nauseous. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a good way out, to get in. I do want to point out that the 2DS does not play all of the games. Ah. Um, it's important to note that there are some exceptions uh, also in the virtual console. So there's a few games. Part of the reason the new 3DS is a thing is an improved uh, improved processor and graphics GPU. Um, there are some games, for example, Street Fight, Super Street Fighter 2 in the virtual console does not play on the 2DS. Um, you can't install it on the 2DS. You can't. Now, are we talking about the same thing? Because I mean, I'm talking about the one that doesn't fold, and it's labeled to play... Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, no. Because so, it, it, it does play 3DS games. However, there's a couple games like Xenoblade Chronicles, for example, that you mm -hmm. need the new 3DS to play. It actually mm -hmm. says uh, that on some of the games. Like, uh, I'll give you an example. This weekend, I was trying to download. Um, was it Mario Land, Derek? Uh, Super Mario World. World. And I was looking through it, and I'm going, "What the hell? It's 3DS. It's available to me." And in a very small print at the bottom of the screen, it said, only available for the new 3DS. It actually said, new 3DS. <laughs> so, and I guess it's Super Nintendo games is for the virtual console is the big thing, that it has a trouble handling those, those graphics. Um, and games like Xenoblade Chronicles, for example. So uh, it's a minor thing. It still plays most of the games, um, going all the way back to the original DS games. So... It's still a vast library for 80 bucks, but it's just something I wanted to, to point out. So, um, so one thing I, I do want to know, because you know the three of us are, are Nintendo DS people in some capacity, uh, have have you guys ever owned a PSP or a PS Vita? I did. I owned the PSP, the original one, and yeah. um, I I loved it at the time because the only the only handheld game that I had played. Um, well, I, I played a few. I played the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance, the Game Boy actually the Game Boy Color in between that, then the Game Boy Advanced, um, and that it was an upgrade for me because that was when the PlayStation, uh, the PSP first came out, and I was like, holy crap, this is so cool! The graphics are amazing. It plays movies, but looking back on it now, as um, as as I've I've had more experience and I've I've gotten to see the differences. It was a little. It was a little too complicated. Number one and number two, the discs. Why are we oh, playing everything this, on yeah. little discs? Yeah, they skipped. You know that they skipped. They scratched. It was. It was sure they were in there like this little half cartridge thing, but um, a clear little cartridge with a disc in it. It, it still was kind of a, a step backwards for me. I, I never could understand why they why they decided to do that. Um, I mean, the the big thing for them was movies. When the the PSP first came out, it actually had like a full movie library. Yeah. You could buy these UHD discs. Um, I guess that's redundant, but these UHDs uh, to play big blockbuster films. And I think that's why they went the disc route because at the time you weren't gonna put those movies on a cartridge. Or you could. You know? I don't know if you couldn't do it, but they weren't doing it. Nobody was doing that. Maybe it was a, a DRM issue. Maybe it was a technical limit. I, I find that hard to believe because 
you know, the games that are going, you know, that are going on the DS are, you know, sophisticated games. So I'm not sure that it's a technical limitation. I think it may have been a DRM issue. I I totally think it was a stylistic choice. You know, PlayStation pioneered discs and I feel like they wanted to kind of do the half thing. You know, they're like, we kind of have a cartridge, but there's still a disc. Um, I don't know. You're, you're totally right. It could be, it could be based on, I, I don't think it's technological issues or uh, some kind of roadblocks, but yeah, you're totally right. It could, it could be some kind of, uh, some kind of block encoding or, or manufacturing on that aspect. Yeah. Um, you know, from a sales perspective, it's a little interesting because so if you, if you take the DS line and the 3DS line, which they do differentiate, um, you're looking at over 210 million units uh, shipped basically up until uh, well, basically up until uh, last year, last March, give or take. That's impressive. Um, it's a pretty big number. When you look at the Vita um, or the and the PSP, you know things are, are a little bit different. Um, you know you've got uh, trying to do some quick math here in my head. Um, between the two, you're looking at maybe 150. Uh, and I'm just doing some quick numbers uh, off the top of my head, so you know, so there's some rounding there, but maybe 150. So while Nintendo definitely is winning that battle, there, 150 million units is really nothing to to sneeze at. It's still a lot. But it's been out a lot longer. Um, do you think uh, maybe? I mean, well, not so much. I mean, if you take the the original DS line went on sale in 2004. Uh, the PSP didn't go on sale until 2007, I think. Wow. I'm trying to remember the uh, the original PSP here. No, maybe maybe it's older than that. It actually might be older than that. 2004. I thought it was because I went straight from Advance yeah. to that. 2004. So they, they both came out the same year, about a month apart from each other. So now there's been multiple DSs, right? Between the DS, the DSi, the... 3DS, the new 3DS, the 2DS. There are people out there that have bought five different DS consoles, whereas you only had two for Sony. So I'm not sure it's a fair direct comparison. Why do you think the sales? Do you think? See, this is just my kind of my. Uh, I'm going to put that out there. My opinion. I always felt PlayStation has always been the serious system. Do you think, and if you look at it historically, some of the games that were available on the PSP and the Vita were were more adult games. Metal Gear Solid, SOCOM, these kind of games were geared towards adults. Do you think maybe that had something to do with the sales not being as high as that children, you know, parents, grandparents, they were purchasing DSs for their children um, because children, for some reason, like to play games on the go all the time and ad- adults don't, you know? Uh, it's, that's a good question. I, I think that that might play into it. Um, I would think that the multiple releases of the DSs would play a larger role in that because well, yeah, you're always upgrading. Yeah. You know, the, the DSi had different functionality than the DS and, you know, obviously the 3DS and then the new 3DS adds, you know, the smash stick and a better GPU. And um, there are people out there that kept upgrading, whereas... You know, the Sony fans, yeah, you could go from the PSP to the Vita. I'm not sure that the difference was that drastic. Um, Screen size and processor was really the only difference. Right. Whereas with the DS, you know, there's all these incremental changes. So I think that you'd have to 
strip that away a little bit, which may not even be possible to know who out there has had multiples. Because for me, like I said, I've had uh, four. I've had four different DS consoles myself between the DSi, the original 3DS, a 3DS XL, and now a new 3DS XL. You know, so if I count as four, you know, how many of me are there, you know, out there to kind of conflate Nintendo's numbers to give them that push of another 50 or 60 million units? That's a fair point. What do you, with the release of the Switch, um, what do you, what do you anticipate? You're going to see a decrease in the DS. It is significantly cheaper, but not really. Like you said, David, you just picked one up. It was two ninety nine. What was the price on that? One ninety nine. One ninety nine. So we're talking about a hundred dollar difference here. It, it, well, that's, not, it, that's nothing to sneeze at, but it is the. Uh, but that that's the big one, right? Because right now there's there's mm-hmm. three DSs you can buy. You've got the top of the line, which is the three, new three DS XL. Uh, there's the new three DS, but then they also still have the three DS for sale. And then the 2DS, so I guess there's actually four now that I, I walked through it, um, that are all different levels. So if you don't want to shell out the 200, which I totally understand, um, you know there, there are cheaper options. I went with the XL simply because I don't really have great eyes, and I wanted the larger screens. I think I you have beautiful eyes. Oh, thank you, dude. <laughs> um, I never use the 3D feature at all. Uh, once in a blue moon, I'll turn it on just to see what a, what a, if, if a game is leveraging it well, but I never play with it. It's gimmicky, um, in my opinion. So, well, you know, that's a personal preference thing. For me, I, I have some weird vision. I have uh, keratoconus, which is a, an eye disorder, and I have double vision, and so 3D is a little bit straining for me. That double um, vision. I do. It's it's crazy stuff. So for me, like 3D, that's just not as important for me. Um, I know a lot of people really like it, and the new 3DS has improved 3D over the original 3DS. So I think that people will still buy the the ds line as long as they keep putting out games and good games for the ds line if they continue to put out major titles like fire emblem and mario and zelda and pokemon and animal crossing you know these consoles will continue to sell like hotcakes um at black friday 2016 they put out two regular 3ds's a black one and a white one both mario themed for 99 bucks and they sold out instantly you know, like nobody had seen one before. Um, so, and don't get me wrong, I actually thought about picking one up until I realized it was a regular 3DS, not a new 3DS. Um, because I, I oh no, they were the I thought it was that they were the new, but they weren't the XLs. Ah, my mistake, my bad. That there was some reason that <laughs> I just yeah, no, you and I talked about that because I was right there with you. Not only that, but they were stylized. They look really fucking cool. They were, yeah, beautiful consoles. Um, and then again, they put out a Pikachu 3DS just like a couple weeks ago, and those mm-hmm. those sold out sold out like instantly too. Um, you know, they always so kill it with that. Cheaper. Yeah, and you know, there was the uh, the Galaxy version that was really pretty that everybody liked, and um, the Pokemon uh, Sun and Moon editions. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it's very, very popular. Um, and you don't really get that from Sony. Sony is very, this is the PS Vita. We have it. You can buy it. And these are the games. And, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't hear about, like, here's a blue one and a yellow one. And here's one right. with Final Fantasy all over it or something. Um, they don't do that. That's not what that Sony has done. But they do do that with the PS4. So it's more like they want to have a mobile option. They want to have the handheld 
console, but their focus is really PlayStation. It's it's the it's the PS4, it's the PS4 Pro, and it's you know focusing on beating out the Xbox One. Right. One thing I do want to add into the mix of that is for the longest time, at least when the beginning release of PlayStation 4, they were using PS Vita, or at least they pitched it in a way where it was like, you can use your PS Vita now as a controller, and you can control your PlayStation from your Vita. They actually did that. You remember yeah, that? Um, it was something that they actually followed through on that Nintendo had only talked about because the Wii U, you were supposed to be able to use your 3DS as a controller. Right. And that never happened. That's so interesting. I, it's actually part of why I was an early adopter for the, the 3DS. Uh, you know, was I was really excited for how they were trying to leverage that console and when the Wii U was getting ready to come out and they were talking about that, you know, I was even more interested in upgrading my 3DS into you know, an XL. Um, so that never happened and that was disappointing. So the fact that Sony followed through on it is pretty cool when you think about the fact that that, that actually worked. Now, I don't have one, so I never tested that functionality on my PS4, so I can't say whether or not it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, The game selection <laughs> just wasn't great on the PlayStation Vita. They had one of the Uncharted games, um, and I thought that was cool, um, but honestly, it really was like no more than 10 or 15 titles, maybe 20 titles total that I, that were even remotely interesting. Um, which kind of segues into the Switch at the current moment. And um, there are a lot of titles, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them we're waiting for. And I will keep saying this at every podcast. God damn it, Mario Galaxy does not need to be in freaking... Ah. Sorry. You, you mean Odyssey? You mean Mario Odyssey? Yes, Odyssey. Sorry, I was looking no, at it, all these Mario games over the weekend. <laughs> it makes total sense because Nintendo historically doesn't like to release Mario and Zelda games together. They like <sighs> to spread those out because those are their keys. I mean, people have to remember that Nintendo is still around because of their IP. That's the truth. Um, so does they it own like, Mario. Like another they release? own Zelda That's and Donkey Kong. <laughs> what? I said, well, why do we still have to wait till Christmas? Why can't we just do this like at the beginning of fall? Because, well, and they said holiday, so we don't know exactly when that will be. I imagine it'll be a November release. Nintendo is very big on Nintendo uh, November releases, um, so I, that's my bet would actually be the the third week in November. Um, so I'm throwing that out there now. But uh, you know, the reality of it is they like to space out their big stuff. And what you're going to see is you're going to see Zelda, which has been used to launch the Wii, which has been Nintendo's probably most successful console since, you know, the Super Nintendo. Um, they launched uh, Twilight Princess with the Wii, and then they're going to have Splatoon over the summer, Splatoon 2, and Splatoon is probably, you know, the if not the second most popular game on the Wii U behind maybe Mario Kart 8. Um, and that, of course, is coming in April. So basically, they're hitting their three big hitters in the first four months. Um, that's, I mean, if you if you look at it that way, that's actually a very good point. And then they want people then who haven't – if you didn't buy the Switch at launch, they want you to buy it for the holidays, right? Well, they'll do and a bundle. So, yeah. So if they do that, if they want you to buy it in the, for the holidays, they need, they need games. So they need new games. Because if you didn't buy it for Zelda or Mario Kart or Splatoon and you're waiting for, for something else, what's it going to be? Go buy it with Mario. And so Mario. that's why there's going to be a gap between 
you know, June, July, and then November for, for Mario. You're going to see that. Now, Skyrim may come out before there, you know, somewhere in that gap. Um, but we're kind of now off on a Switch tangent, so let's, let's take it back to the handhelds. Well, let's talk about some of the games on the handhelds that you guys – you guys mentioned a couple of them that you were really interested in. Well, what do you like? What do you like to play? What are, what are the games for the 3DS? We're all, we all play DS here. What, tell me what you guys like. David, you want to take that one? Yeah, man, you've been too quiet. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a cold, which is I'm muting myself sometimes so I don't cough. Um, <clears throat> as far as, I mean, and I've always been a Zelda guy, so I, that doesn't surprise to say that Zelda is one thing I love. In fact, that was the reason I got the 3DS is I was considering ways that I could play the most uh, of my, my favorite Zelda games and throw back and play, you know, the stuff that was old as well as the stuff that is new. So there's that. Um... I'm interested in trying Mario Kart. I don't know how I would feel about it on the 3DS, but I've never played it on the 3DS, so so that could be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also like platformers quite a lot, so probably going to hit up some of the the other Mario games. I haven't. I've got Luigi's Haunted Mansion, but I haven't tried it yet. I hear it's I hear it's Have fantastic. Have you played Dark Moon? Dark Moon? No, I haven't played that yet. Oh no, no. If you play Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. Oh man, that's my favorite game. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that—that's my favorite. Maybe game that's right the now. one I meant. Maybe yeah. that's the one I meant. I can't remember. So good, so good. Yeah, well, the, the original is a is a GameCube game. So the Dark Moon it, it just came into Nintendo Select, so you can pick it up new for nineteen ninety nine now. Uh, nice. Or do what I did and buy the regular version used at GameStop for like twenty three dollars because you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or as Derek likes to say, because I've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I just have bad timing, man. I bought it used at GameStop, and two weeks later, it moved to Nintendo Select, so it dropped mm. 15 bucks. And I was like, damn it. But, uh, no, it, really cool game. I'm early on in that one. But for me, uh, man, so many great games on the 3DS. Zelda A Link Between Worlds is awesome. Uh, I've never been the biggest Zelda fan, but that game is great. So if it's you know any indication of the type of attention they're giving Breath of the Wild, it's going to be awesome. Um, so definitely recommend A Link Between Worlds. Uh, something that's not Nintendo specific, but is still an amazing game, is Shovel Knight, which is an indie title. Uh, old classic, uh, you know, eight bit style graphics. They take advantage of all the old tricks of you know jumping above the level and whatnot. Soundtrack's cool. great. Um, Another indie title would be SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist. They're from Image Inform, which is a small indie company. Uh, Yacht Club Games did Shovel Knight, but uh, Image Inform do the SteamWorld games, and they're just two of my favorite games that I've ever played. Um, then, of course, you, you have the big titles, right? You've got all the Pokemons, you know, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Alpha Sapphire, you know, and, and Omega Ruby are great. Um, so you know, there's tons of tons of Pokemon games. They've got the original three on the eShop now. You can pick up for ten bucks a piece, uh, red, blue, and yellow. Um, you can get some really cool 64 titles that they remastered for 3D. So there's like Star Fox uh, 3D, which is pretty cool. Uh, that game has been just just so much fun. It's Star Fox 64 it is really great. So I, I would highly recommend that. They did uh, Ocarina of Time as well. So if you uh, miss playing it on the 64 or somehow didn't get around to playing it, you can go ahead and pick it up there. So that that's just a few that I would throw out. That's a good list, man. That's yeah. totally <laughs> – that's a lot. Um, for me, personally, I 
when I bought my 2DS, it came with Mario Kart 7. That was part of the reason I bought it. Um, Mario Kart 7 is awesome. Up until this point, that was my favorite game um, that I had been playing on the DS. It's It's got everything you, you liked in, in all the other Mario Kart games. Uh, well, that, not that there was that many, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. And recently, based on what I've been looking at a lot of games on the shop, I've been getting the, the Nintendo fever, should say. And um, I picked up Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, like you mentioned, um, David. It's <laughs> it is awesome. I love it. It's it's like Ghostbusters meets like a Mar. It's totally a Mario game, but it feels very Ghostbustery. It's really fun the way you use the um, I believe they called it what was it called the something five thousand. Um, I've I've gone I've played to about the sixth or seventh mission. I only got a couple more to go. It's awesome. The graphics are surprisingly really, really good for a, a DS system, and the mechanics are really nice. <laughs> um, have you have you had a chance to actually play it? No, not yet. I haven't cracked it yet. I'm one of those guys that when I get it, I want to try and complete whatever I got. So I was doing Link Between Worlds primarily, um, and that is what I was was focused on. So that's that's kind of still where I am with it. Admittedly, I've gotten kind of busy, so I haven't had a lot of time to pick mine up in the meantime. But I've got that. I've got Star Fox, like he mentioned. I picked that one up, too, because I was an old Star Fox fan for sure. Um, so, yeah. I, I think all those are, are solid games. Um, let's see here. Yeah, but well, no, I mean... Go ahead. No, no, man. I was just going to build upon that. I was going to say... Uh, Star Fox is always a solid option. I, I like going back. I like exploring the eShop and kind of just seeing how old they go. For instance, Mega Man. If you pick mm -hmm. up the Mega Man collection or Legacy 7, oh, yeah. Good setup. Well, those were on sale here recently, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So, and, and that's kind of what I like about the eShop is that it lets you be able to pick up some stuff without necessarily having to go to, to GameStop. And, of course, we've, we've all heard recently about GameStop's kind of wonkiness. But, um, y you know, one of the things that uh, I like is that the 3DS, they're not really looking to replace it anytime soon. So I don't feel like it's a, a wasted investment to get into it. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the, the idea of the Switch is cool. I'm a little bummed because I already bought a Wii U. But I, I, I'm still still totally down with the fact that they're going to keep coming out and innovating new things for the 3DS. So I'm, I'm good with that. I, I particularly, I, I would have to agree on that. Um, you know, it, when they release the virtual console, that will be a little more exciting for me. Um, mm -hmm. As of right now, the Breath of the Wild is really the only appeal for me. And I have a few road trips I'm going to be on, so it'll be nice to play that. Um, other than hardware, I mean, what do you think the real differences are between the, the uh, DS systems other than a big screen and, a, and new hardware? I mean, really, what, what's really what's the greatest appeal about it? I mean, why wouldn't you spend less money and get more games in, in theory? What do you mean between the Switch and the DS? Yeah. Like, I was just thinking that, you know, you're, you're breaking them down, you're dissecting them. What, really, what's the difference besides a big screen and being able to hook up to your TV? I, I think we, I think we're at a point where maybe we should know, but we don't. Um, some of the new innovation that they're going to come up with, with this switch, um, and I'm surprised I'm, I'm advocating for it, but I am. Um, I think that the the stuff that we're going to see with the switch now that they've got this released, 
uh, or now that they're going to have it released, uh, it's going to be pretty pretty interesting to see what changes they make and what sort of uh, new ideas that they come up with. And it, I'm not somebody who has to be there on the front line whenever the new stuff immediately comes out, but I kind of want to be uh, for the Switch. I kind of want to see what they're going to do with it that's going to make it different and differentiate it. Because you're right, right now, I mean, there are some differences, but, you know, in the end, it's not... You're definitely sacrificing a lot of, you know, a lot of games that are already out for a release list that's not bad, but is definitely thinner and limits your ability to get your your most out of your money there with only so many games that you could play. So I think it's a time will tell sort of thing, but I'm I'm at least excited for what they're going to to try to do, that they're always trying to innovate new things, you know? So we can... Uh, we can go ahead and kind of roll off to the the Heroes Podcast's uh, social media plug. Find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Twitch. Um, you can go to heroespodcast.com. And that's also where you'll, they'll find uh, Screen Heroes and links to our YouTube channel for anybody that likes to watch stuff instead of just, just listening to it. Uh, our shows are available on iTunes, Google Play, and FeedBurner. Uh, and we got uh, links to that in the show notes here. So uh, drop us a review on iTunes, and we'll give you a shout-out on an episode here. We definitely appreciate you guys all listening in and tuning in. Uh, for uh, Gamer Heroes, I'm David. I am John, and I'll be Derek for a second. So, And he's Derek for a second. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.